Well, hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Conversations with Josh. I'm super excited to jump into this week's episode. This week, we're going to talk about some hot button topics that I've seen in, in the church and as pastors, as leaders in the church. I think there's times where we lack self-awareness in retrospect of my eight years serving in the local church in, in a high capacity. This, this episode's really going to be about that. There's some things that I've seen that I think we've honestly talked about in a couple different episodes, but this one we're just bringing all together with some thoughts. Thank you so much for listening to this. If you're listening to this via any of the platforms, I think we're on 22 different audio platforms. And if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. It means the world to me and our team. If you can hit the notification bell, subscribe button on YouTube. If you're listening on the audio podcast and you've listened to it for a minute, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a review and subscribe to the audio podcast as well. I know that we're in about 55 different countries. Seriously, it means the world to us. It's so much fun to get to learn and grow with you and have conversations as we should have more conversations in, in 2023. And whenever you're listening to this, I'm assuming we have a lot of monologues. We have a lot of conversations with ourselves, which I think are imperative, but we need to have more conversations with friends, with people that think differently than us, that look differently than us, that live in different places than us. And today I'm going to jump into some things that I think are truly going to help you. And it's going to take some work. I'll say that. These are things that, again, in my observation of myself, all of these things I've grown in, I've learned in, I'm not perfect in, but these are things that I've either struggled with, that I've processed with friends, that I've talked to with friends. Every Friday, I have a friend, Landon, him and I get coffee. These are things that we talk about. And again, these are things that I'm not the biggest professional in, like I'm not the expert of everything, but I don't believe you have to be an expert to be able to give your opinion on something. I think that's where we lose and we fail as humans is we don't learn from people even as they are going on their journey. So jumping right in, I want to talk about parasocial relationships. So if you don't know what parasocial relationships is, I didn't either, so don't feel bad. But parasocial relationships happens. It's happened, honestly, since BC. What happens is we learn about somebody or we consume so much of their content, we actually end up thinking we know them. You can see this in a middle schooler in 2012 when Justin Bieber started exploding. Girls really thought they knew him and were going to be his wife. Similar to in the church, we can consume somebody's content. We can watch someone's social media clips. We can watch their podcasts. And we can see all of the pieces that create them in their job because that's what it is. And we assume we know them. And what I would like to submit to you is parasocial relationships. One, this is a psychological term of somebody when you think you know somebody, but they honestly have no idea who you are. And as you would assume, it's a relationship with you and that person, but they're not in a relationship with you. So you're friends with them. They don't know who you are or you exist. And as I explain that, you go, wow, that's like a little unhealthy, I think. Well, I think it is. And I think we consume someone's content, a preacher. Again, we listen to all of their content and we assume that they know us and we know them. And you can see how this gets unhealthy in the church when there's people who do have incredible gifts and anointing, their social media platforms grow because of their giftings. But the problem is within church leadership is we assume we know them so much so that we actually start to assume motives. We start to assume perspective and perception. 
And we actually begin to build relationships with people that don't know we exist. And I would like to submit to you today, I don't think we should live that way. I don't think we need to connect so much to the people online. Again, their content's great. You can learn about them. And, and there's really what ends up happening if you don't know is information anxiety. Information anxiety exists when you consume so much content, read so much content, even if it's just one specific person, that you actually start to become an anxious person because there's so much content that's going into your brain and your brain's trying to catch up to all the things you're consuming. And as you know, that's not good. And we don't need to live in fake relationships. I think there's plenty of that to go around within uh, the pastoral world of fake relationships. And that'll be here in a minute. But parasocial relationships should not happen in out of the church, let alone in the church. And as a leader, you listen to this. I think we can put a stop to this. You're not friends with them. You might be acquainted to them. You might be acquainted to them, or you might see their content. See, I love Denzel Washington. I think he's one of the best actors on the planet. I think Training Day was an incredible movie. I think he's incredible. I think Will Smith, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is one of my favorite TV shows growing up. I don't know them. But what I do is I assume I know them based on how they're acting or they're performing. When somebody's preaching and communicating leading, those are times where they're, it's their job. It's what they're doing. So we're seeing a small percentage of somebody's life and we're actually portraying them based on that whole perspective of 5% of their life. So you could see somebody who's high energy for 40 minutes out of their week when they're preaching, but they're super quiet, introverted in person. You would never know that until you knew them. So let's stop pretending like we know people. Stop putting perceptions and motives and ideas on people that you've never met. I always like to say, if you can't call them or sit down at coffee, you don't know them. You don't. You don't know them. I don't know them. That's okay. Does not make you less of a human. Does not make me less of a human. Doesn't make somebody more of a human if they do know them. Because we're all human beings with a specific amount of gifts and a specific amount of giftings and anointing. And God gives that to specific people. That's okay. That's not, that is the gospel we signed up for. That is the, the belief system you and I subscribe to if you believe in Jesus. So parasocial relationships. Next one. We spend so much time altering ourselves to be like other people because we think if we act like them or we dress like them or we communicate like them, the thing that actually people like about them, we emulate and think that's what people are going to like about us. And this is not just in the church. This is not just in leadership or pastoral ministry or itinerant preaching. This is everywhere, right? This is where we look at and say, man, am I self-aware enough to know myself? And am I portraying an image online in, in my Zoom meetings and preaching? Hello? Yes? Okay. Yeah, I'll transfer money. Just get it. Love you. And we think that if we act, we talk, and we perform like them, people actually will like us. The problem is, we've heard this a thousand times from other preachers, but God can't really bless that. God can't bless who we pretend to be. God can't bless the perception you're trying to portray on other people. And again, this is just in our ecosystem, but it happens in so many other places. We spend so much time, like I said, altering ourselves to be like other people because that's what people like about them. But that's actually what makes that person unique. And I, I believe that's what people like. 
people like uniqueness. People like you being yourself. And yourself is the cumulative summary of the last however many years you were alive. The past 24 years of my life, because I turned 25 and on the 4th of November, that, that's what shaped me and created me to make, to make me the unique person I am. So there's certain things that I like. There's certain things that I don't like. There's certain things that I talk about more than others. And there's certain things that I, that I don't talk about that other people talk about. That's okay. That's what makes our, our space in leadership as Christian leaders, as, as ministry leaders, so effective is we can actually become ourselves and people will follow the real version of you. You don't have to copy everybody that wears a certain thing or talks a certain way or emulates that because what you're doing is you're in such a vulnerable place to think that, man, I just want people to like me. And a desire to be liked is not a place where you can live, especially in ministry. Because the reality is people are going to fail you. People are going to hurt you. People are going to betray you. They did it to Jesus. You are living your life in a sanctification process to be more and look and sound like the person of Jesus. So when you emulate your life after the person that you're following, Jesus is our leader. He's our king. You want to follow that guy. He was betrayed. He was lied. He was spit on. He was, again, lied about. So when, when we're looking at the person of Jesus and going, okay, that's why I want to emulate. You're not an imposter of Jesus just as much as you're not an imposter of your pastor. And again, I'm saying this because I have struggled with this because I've seen somebody who's winning and successful online or I meet them finally in person and I learn about their story and the way that they carry themselves. And some of that's fine. That's not imposter syndrome. That's learning and growing. When it's unhealthy or toxic is when you, you, the desire, the root cause is I want people to like me because people like them. I want people to follow me because they followed him based on his content and how he did it. You cannot be a JV version of somebody else. You, you can, but I'm saying you won't be successful and you won't win. And everything that you will be doing will be built off a JV version of somebody else. You're going to be building a JV model of somebody else's way they built their church or built their business or built their marriage. We're all human beings and we're so unique. And to think that we can just copy and paste a strategy of somebody's life, you can't strategize a human. A human is not a project. A human, we've had certain experiences, we've had super different upbringings, different trauma, different things that has shaped us to make us who we are today. And for you to think that you can copy someone else to get the same result that they got, it's not going to work. And I've heard it said, don't compare harvest, compare hustle. So the comparison space happens so much in the church. It happens within the, the network that you are probably in. You're comparing church size. You're comparing your bank account. You're comparing your fashion. You're comparing your Instagram followers. All of that is so toxic and so unhealthy for somebody who is in a specific vocation to be actually thinking about other people and putting other people first. You want to be the greatest leader of all time, be the greatest servant of all time. You can't serve somebody and think about yourself at the same time. You, you cannot think about somebody else and yourself at the same time. You cannot do two things at once. It's humanly impossible for you to do that. And for us to think any of this is about us. And that goes into the next one, platform building. There's so much hidden motives 
that are attached to us that we think that we're going to build a platform built on ourselves. We want to be heard by others. We want to be heard by the other preacher so we can preach at their ministry, their conference. And I just cannot believe that's what God's motive is for his church, especially the leaders building his church. You want a platform? Serve your city. You want a platform? Serve your spouse. That is what shapes platform, and that's what puts authenticity, honor, and integrity behind somebody. Honor is just where wind is placed and weight is placed. No one is going to honor the, the fake JV version of somebody else that you're trying to be. And again, I'm saying this in a tone, a lovingly tone, because I've lived there, and I've lived there too much to allow you to live in that. The first couple years of, of ministry looked like to me trying to be somebody else to fit in a circle that I probably was never meant to fit in. Maybe the, the thing you're struggling with is you think you're supposed to fit in. I tell my wife that all the time. We're not supposed to fit in. If we were meant to blend in, we would never make an impact because the people who genuinely go forward are the pioneers. They get the arrow in the back. The pioneer always gets the arrow on the back. It's never the person who's 10 years behind on everything. And we'll go into that later, but we got to remove platform building from the church. You think that you can build a platform. I would like to submit to you that you can. God won't be there though. Maybe he will. Who knows? But you want to build a platform about yourself. There cannot be two kings in one castle. We know that. We know that. We preach that. And again, I'm only saying this stuff because I want to be real with you guys. I want to be real with the listeners about what goes on. I was just on a call with a friend and we were talking about ministry and how we can, we can build a church without God. Like how practical and easy building churches, like getting 500 people in a room, getting a thousand people in a room. It is easy. You know, what's not easy Building your life of integrity and honor and a spouse that loves you, longevity in ministry. That's why you see the people who build platforms about themselves, whether they knew it or not, whether it was subconscious or not, what ends up happening is it crumbles because their, their cornerstone, what their platform was built on was themselves, not Jesus. When you're platform is built on the chief cornerstone. It will not go away. It will not flush out. You can't cancel that. You can't change that. You can't, people can't have opinions about that because they will know the King of Kings actually placed you in a, in a space, in a place, in a city, in a region for a specific reason. And he puts you there. He opened that door for you. He got you the platform. And you can always tell, by the way, that the platform was built on Jesus, not you, is because you get to inside the door, you get into the room, you get on the stage, you get on the, in the conversation and you go, there's no way I could have made this myself. Like I said, you can build a church without God. It's easy. People do it in businesses all the time. You, you gain an audience, you have a product that people like, and then you do it. You replicate it and you have good marketing. Cool. I just want, I don't want to be the guy who does church or does ministry without God. I actually want him to be involved because I know who Josh is without God. And you should know who you are without God. And without God, we can't do this. It will not work. It will not succeed. 
You might have an effective church for five years, but it will crumble. You might have an effective marriage for 50 years and it will crumble because God, again, is the only solid rock that we stand on. He's the only solid foundation we have. And for us to think any other platform is going to work without Jesus, it just won't. And the last thing about platform, and then we'll kind of go on. Do you want to be a platform or do you want to have a platform? Being a platform is much better than having a platform. Being a platform means I want people to stand on my shoulders. I want people to rise and stand on the thing that I've built. I want them to go farther and bigger and better than I ever could have dreamed of. That sounds like a leader to me than somebody who has hidden motives thinking that people are going to want to hear them. And again, these are the people who love the sound of their voice. These are the people who love, again, attraction, likes, views. Those are the things they live by and rejection is going to be what they die from. You want to live for likes, you're going to die from rejection. You want to live for followers, you're going to die from a social media account just being deleted. What, what happens? How many friends are you going to have when all your social media goes away? You won't because you're building it off of a fake perspective of people thinking you have it all figured out rather than just being yourself. You, Craig Rochelle, people want to follow a person who's real. Don't always be the right person. Don't always be the perfect person. Don't always be the person who wants to have a platform, be a person who can be a platform. Turn. So this is another thing. Someone who has turned a movement into a monument. We can, in the church, we cannot turn movements into monuments. The church should be a movement, not a monument. It shouldn't. The, the church of Jesus Christ should be a movement. It's a, it's a kingdom that has been flourishing for over 2,000 years. There's been no other kingdom on the history of the planet Earth that has succeeded that long. And it succeeds when pastors lead with vision and mission. You cannot be stuck in traditions, in style. Those things, strategy, those things shift. Those things change. Like every five years, every year, there's something that in the church you can either grab a hold of. And the best case scenario is you don't just make the, the Christian version of something. Like, oh, this platform is great. I want to make a Christian version of it. This song is great. I want to make a Christian version of it. We should not be five years behind. We should be 20 years ahead because we are partnered with the creator of the universe. Like he's literally everything we see with our eyes. And even in the future, the things we see with our eyes, he has created. He's the one who literally created it. He owns it all. He's the Elohim and Adonai means creator and owner. So he's the creator of it and he owns it. So don't turn a movement into a monument, which means this is just the way we've always done it. This is the way that my dad told me to do it, so I'm just going to do it that way. The, the method changes. I'll just tell you that. The method changes. Message doesn't. The message of Jesus Christ hasn't changed, but the methods absolutely have. Because if you, if you think the methods haven't changed, and again, you can look at the Acts 2, 40 through 42 or whatever, 40 through 45 model of the local church. It's definitely not what we're doing right now does not mean we should go back 2,000 years ago and copy and paste all that. If that's the case, remove all the concrete from your building. Remove all of the screens, all the, TVD, all the TVs, all the Macs out of your building because that is a method. The message is Jesus Christ is the Son of God, died and resurrected on the third day, and is the Messiah. He's the one, he's the way, the truth, the life to heaven. That's our message. Cool. 
the methods can change. And the people that I see online who are legalists are people who have problems with methods and they spend zero time on the message. The person who pastors a blog of five viewers a month is the person who is a legalist and cares more about methods than messages. There's only one message here. And if we can't see the big picture of what the church down the road is doing across the country, across the world, it might look different than the style and the way we're doing it. But if people are giving their life to Jesus, we are winning. And that church is winning. You got all these YouTube channels, you got these podcasts, you got these reaction channels, literally breaking down the thing that God has spent 2,000 years building and they think that's going to work. To me, that sounds like verified gossip. The reaction videos, the YouTube videos with the clickbait thumbnail to get you to click on it to talk about another pastor who they've never met. Again, it goes back to the parasocial relationships we just talked about. Those people are trying to break down a thing that God has been building for 2,000 years. It just is, it's just not going to work. I'm telling you that right now. And for us to be, assume, again, assume we know someone's motives. Assume we know somebody's heart when they wear a pair of Nikes. Who cares? Again, I'm willing to let things go like that because I know someone is giving their life to Jesus. The thing is, the people who assume, assume motives, assume intent, assume they're being rebellious towards Jesus, are not looking at the messianic vision that Jesus placed on all of us. Go, make disciples, preach the gospel. That's it, okay? So if we're preaching the gospel, people are giving their life to Jesus, disciples are being made, I think we got a method problem. I think you're too opinionated about things that God doesn't care about because we can see throughout his scripture there are things that he clearly does care about. Paul wrote about it, Peter wrote about it. All these guys are saying, hey, we probably shouldn't do this. Hey, hey, let's, let's chill out. Let's chill out. Church of Ephesus, let's not, let's not cuss. Let's not talk about that stuff. All that to say, we have to be a movement. And a movement is going to happen with or without you. Jesus said, I will build my church, not you will build my church. You are partnering with Jesus. Jesus is building church. He's been doing it longer than all of us have been alive combined. He's been doing it since the beginning of time, and it will be happening till the end of times. That's what he does. We're partnering with him. So maybe instead of being the general, why don't we be soldiers? You cannot be a general. Like I said, you can't have two kings in one castle. Jesus is our king. You are not. Let's not be stuck in traditions and how it used to be. Let's talk about gossip here. As leaders, we allow it because we have a poverty mindset. We allow gossip in our ministries, in small groups, and businesses because we have a poverty mindset. Because here, here's the thought pattern of a person who is allowing sin to be permissible in their ministry. I can't find a replication of that. They're doing a specific role. They're, they have a specific anointing or gifting. If they leave not just the PR side of it, the online, the news channel is going to write about something if it's bad, but if it's just a normal, like, oh, they, they're trying to transition out, the fear of not having a replacement is looking at yourself and not God. Because we would never do that in any application, any process, any system, anything else on the planet. And every week we go on stage and talk about finances and we say, 
God can't replace what we don't release, okay? Uh, he does the same thing with people. If somebody is hurting the body of Christ, your lowercase c church, your specific church, through gossip, and you don't hold them accountable, what you're doing is giving sin permission to be accessible in your church and including your leaders, you'll be held accountable for that. I'm telling you that. God will hold you accountable for the things that you allow and allow permission to. I've been in circumstances where it is about as clear as day. There is so much gossip happening, not just in the entry level leaders, pastors are gossiping. And we, and we allow it because we're scared that there's not going to be other person. And that is the most selfish, self-centered thought I could ever imagine to think, oh, I, I guess my team's just going to leave me if I call them out. No, they're actually going to buy into you more. You're not, you're not in a true relationship, leader to follower relationship, any type of relationship, if there hasn't been confrontation and if you're not willing to risk that relationship to make them better and to make them look more like Jesus. So let's not be gossipers. Let's be people who call sin, sin, call it out as friends, as believers, as, as people who are, are pushing the mission of Jesus forward. So the last two things here, the creative directors or the people that you're hiring shouldn't be solely responsible for building the church. Okay. The marketing director, the creative director, the operations pastor, the guest experience director, if you're putting a sole responsibility on one person, it's not going to work. You need to be able to paint the picture. A leader paints pictures. You're, a leader is a painter. You're painting a picture of the vision and mission God's given you to go, hey, this is where we're going. This is how we do it. See, vision is what we see with our eyes closed. Sight is what we see with our eyes open. Okay. So mission and vision is what builds the church. And no other person is responsible of giving mission and vision besides the lead pastor. The vision of the church happens through one person, the lead pastor and his wife or whatever, from God. Their responsibility is to get that and share it, and their team is supposed to get the mission. This is where we're going. This is how we get there. Any leader on the planet, that's what we do. We give vision and mission. We cannot build a church that hasn't had vision in 10 years. That's where we turn movements into monuments. Like I said, we got to lead with vision. We got to lead with mission, not ego and platform. You, you see this often when a church is built on platform, when the person gets deplatformed because God will not allow that to happen because he cares too much about his people, the church fails. Their church will go down like 90% because it was never built on the actual foundation. It was built on somebody or a personality. Personality sells for, I don't know, six months. And then what happens is the reality of the human comes out because we're all human. We all fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. And again, mission builds the church. You can apply this to entrepreneurship or the business. Mission and vision builds your business. And it's the people who practically do that. But if they don't know what to do or where they're going, they're going to be wandering. And a person can probably wander in your ministry or your business for six months because they're getting paid. Someone who's not getting paid, that's why you're not getting volunteers is because you're not painting a picture. You're not sharing the vision and the mission. The vision, by the way, isn't what's on the TV when you walk in. 
the vision is the impact you're making together with your city. So be a leader who leads with vision, be a leader who leads with mission, be a person who wins with their people. Don't build your platform off of yourself, your personality, your the, the V version of somebody else. Build it off of the true authentic person of Jesus and yourself. So I'm going to recap some of these. Thank you again for listening to this. I hope that any of these is, is encouraging you, is building you up, is challenging you to be a better and a bigger leader. So we consume so much of someone's content, we actually assume we know them and they know us. We cannot live in that place. That is so unhealthy. Again, that's a one-sided relationship. One-sided relationships don't work. We spend so much time altering ourselves to be like others because people like them or like whoever you're trying to copy to th- because we think if we copy them, people are going to like us because that's what they like about them. That's the exact opposite. That's what's going to repel people from you is when you try to portray yourself to be something or someone that you are not. We cannot have hidden motives. We need to be a platform, not have one. Cannot be the, the ministry or the movement who turns movements into monuments. Do not allow gossip to be permissible in your ministry or your business or your friendships. The people that you're hiring in your, in your ministries, the reason why you're having such high turnover or churn even in, in your staff and your, in your team is because you're not painting a picture. And again, vision and mission builds the church, not your ego or platform. Thank you for listening to this. Seriously, it means the world to me. We'll see you next week.